0: Hello everyone and welcome. This is the new intro sound. Lovely to see that I'm onto it and getting that shit done because I'm clearly not. Anyway, it's episode five guys. Two episodes this week. This is the first for me. I wonder if I can keep it up. I'm going to try and keep it up. At least when we're in ISO. We'll see how we go, but let's aim for two a week, shall we? So, how's everyone been since Tuesday? I'm presuming... Fabulous. It's only been, what, three days, two days, three days. Yes, I had uni from my bedroom. So much harder, I find. I think a lot of people like it online. I find it harder. My, I'm just not, I don't know, I don't know. Um, yeah, listen, let's just get straight into it. I think we all can stand here and agree that it's definitely, definitely not the most eventful few days in our lives thus far considering we're not doing fuck all, but living or just working from home. So this episode is listener stories. Guys, I'm so excited about this episode for so many reasons. A, because there's just some juicy fucking stories here. But B, I find that so many of these stories, I think I'm going to try and do four, maybe three, depends how much time we have. And then I've got to do the other ones on the next episode just because there's definitely more than I thought there would be. There's way more. I'm going to have to probably do one every three episodes do a listener story thing I don't know I'll, I'll plan it out in my head but um I find that this might be really beneficial for you guys because often until we see our story unfold in someone else's life or someone else's story we don't take action or we don't sort of wake up to ourselves sometimes like you might be sitting here thinking, oh yeah, cool episode. But then I might say a story that you're like, holy fucking shit, that's my life. But I've never stopped and analysed and thought this is why I'm stressed or this is why I'm upset because I find myself in that exact situation. And until this moment, you haven't kind of brought it to light. So I think listener stories are always so important because very often you'll relate to one aspect or several aspects of that person's story. Cool. So – Let's just fucking get into it. Also, on a side note, based on my last episode, I had a lot of people saying that they really liked me just talking about my hair. So thanks for that. Really appreciate that because I feel like it was definitely not as planned out as my other podcasts. But anyway, let's fucking get into it. So all these stories are going to be anonymous. I'm going to read out the story, how the person has written it for me, and then I'm going to break down and give you my opinion, my advice. But I'm going to start, I'm going to, from top to bottom, I will read the whole story out. Cool. Okay, so, story number one. Here we go. Hi, Alexis. I was with my boyfriend for five years. We are both from a small rural town where everyone knows everyone. We both moved to Brisbane for uni and work. I wanted a different career and moved to Newcastle to get into the degree I wanted to at uni. I'm now in my third year and we broke up just before Christmas. This is where it gets confusing. I put forward to him two years ago that because we are both young and we both don't want to miss out on the experience of being young and dating, that we go out and meet people and see what happens. I thought it would be a way for us to not regret anything and for us to both be sure of what we wanted. We both have families with fucked up relationship issues and we were trying to find a way to avoid that. Over a year went by, but either of us, before either of us did anything, neither of us went out looking for other people, but a girl from his uni came along. He didn't want to do anything, but I pushed him to just relax and just be friends and make it a fling type of thing. But naive me should have known he couldn't do that. He gets very attached. After a month or so... He knew it was getting too far and I agreed. He went to break it off and she broke down crying, confessing her feelings and from then on it was no longer just me and him. He got feelings and everything became something neither of us had agreed to. It went back and forth for months with me begging him to make a decision on what he wants. I wanted it to go back to the way we were or for him to end it with me. He couldn't make a decision so I did. I ended it all. I cut communication for two months which killed me. He has reached out again And we are still in the same position it was before Christmas. But the bit that's frustrating is that still to this day he continues to tell me that he will never get over me and always thinks about me and can we get back together in one, five or ten years time. But then continues to be casual with the other girl. Like I feel sorry for this girl because he won't commit to her because of me. He says to her he could never be with her because of me. I'm guessing she's waiting for him to get over me. He's leaving everything in limbo because he's too scared to regret any decision. I say to myself that no decision is a decision and that's why I ended it. He's like this with life in general. He's high up in the cycling world but would never go high because he just seems to never be able to progress past a certain point. Same with uni, his work and his friends. I should be happy that I'm done with this person that can't be sure of anything but can't break out of it. We talked every single day for five years. It's just so shit. Okay, that's obviously a fucking intense story, girl. And sorry that you're going through all that shit. But a bit of tough love coming your way. And let's just break it down. Okay, firstly, we're not going to reiterate and break down what you should have done. What this, what that. What's done is done. What's done is done. It's now in the past. You can't change the past. But... Moving into the future, something you should never do again is never commit your future emotions to anyone. Don't sell your soul to the devil. So we as humans are always growing. And if we're not growing, we're stagnant and we are dying or disintegrating, whatever you want to call it. Like We're always in a state of growth, in a state of movement in our lives. So people either move with us or... There are relationships where you separate from someone, you go your complete separate paths, you don't think you're going to be with them ever again but then you might intercept them later on in life, like two squiggly lines that cross over a couple of times. But for you to say, oh, look, let's just have fun now but in a year's time or in two years' time or like he said, if we could get together in one, five or ten years, no, I'm sorry, don't ever speak for yourself in the future because you don't... You're putting a cap on the amount of personal growth that you could have and you're telling your subconscious mind that you're going to stay at this level of who you are. That person either wants to grow with you or is willing to say, you know what, you need to go live your life, I'm going to live my life. And it doesn't need to be said that if you guys intercept each other's paths in the future and you both want to be with each other, then that happens. But I don't think that ever needs to be said because what's the point of saying it? You know what I mean? Like you either are together now or you're not. The future, you can't speak for the future. And by speaking for the future, you are you might be mature enough to say, you know what, I can't speak for the future. I'm just going to sever it, do my own thing, move forward and whatever. But that person that you're saying it to or the person that says it to you, they don't know how you're going to interpret that. So that person might take that as hope. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe because they said in five years, maybe they'll snap out of it in six months and come back. So you, you're, you're putting someone on hold and that's a very selfish thing to do. You either are together or you're not. And if you need to take a few years apart and neither of you get over each other, then it's meant to be. It's meant to be for you guys to work it out and be together. But there's a very, very big chance – that if you say to him yeah okay cool i'll see you in 5 years so we can date that he's moved on or that you would have moved on so don't speak for your future self this idea of oh you know if we if we meet in the future yeah cool but that that's kind of that that goes without saying because both of you need to consent to be in that relationship, obviously. So if you do meet each other in five years and both of you like each other, obviously you're going to be together. You're not going to meet in five years and you like him, but he doesn't like you, and you say, "Oh well, you said." Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you get what I'm saying? It's you don't speak for your future self. You speak for what you know, and what you know is the present moment. That's it. Now, also, I can't speak for the guy's personality. I'm sure he's lovely, obviously, because you like him or whatever. But you mentioned near the end that you feel sorry for the girl because he won't commit to her over you. But what you're not realising is that he's not committing to you over her either. So why not just take that pity that you feel for her and feel it for yourself and tell him to scram? Do you know what I mean? Like he can't make up his mind and that doesn't make him a bad person. But it makes you in a situation where you're waiting for someone. So why put your time and your future in his hands the fact that you told him years earlier no no be free be gone be whatever who knows how that what that made him think but maybe he interpreted that possibly that you weren't really that into him and that was your way of letting him go and then you said oh i should have trusted that he wouldn't be able to do that he gets attached that's human nature you can't expect someone, you can't say to someone, go do your own, th-. again, expecting someone to be able to commit their future mind to the situation. Like you don't know who he's going to meet along this journey. He can't say, oh, you've set me free to go and meet all these other girls and whatever, but I then have to commit to you emotionally. The moment you set someone free to have another relationship with someone else, you open up Pandora's box because relationships equal growth so whether it's a painful relationship or a positive relationship he is now growing in a different slightly different direction to the direction he was growing when he was with you so this girl he's now growing because of this relationship with this girl whether she's a positive or a negative influence it doesn't matter but new people in your life new experiences the moment you open up that portal of go and do your own thing with other people You are literally saying, I'm going to risk losing you 100% and hope, which like I say, I'm not really big on hope, but hope that in the future we have something. But for you to think, oh, I should have known that he couldn't, whatever, I can guarantee you no one could have guaranteed that they would come back to the original relationship. That's not just him. That's everyone. If you're in a relationship and you say to someone else, no, 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 go, go, go. Do your thing, be free. I can guarantee you 99.99% of the population, there's a big chance that they're going to have a very good connection with someone else. That's just human nature. We are social beings and we seek connection with other people. And if you've literally said go, he went. So it sucks, but that's just the thing. And the fact that you wanted to let him go, maybe that says something about how you were feeling as well. It's not the worst thing in the world for you to not be 100% committed to that relationship as well. Maybe you also were craving some sort of growth outside of him. It doesn't mean that he's not a good person, but maybe this is a big indicator for you to realise that it's not what you really wanted either. But it just feels like it's not that case because now he's the one that's got you in limbo and he's got this girl in limbo. So it kind of feels like he's the one in control. But really, you instigated it. So maybe you should be a bit more introspective and think, maybe I needed for this to end. Because maybe, yes, we've been together for years and, yes, he's an important part of my life and it doesn't mean you have to sever him out of your life for good as far as a a friendship. But I feel that you have, to some extent, outgrown him. So I don't know. If I were you, I personally think you did the right thing but I would stick to my guns and it's done. It's done. Because you you mentioned that he's got issues progressing past a certain point. Obviously he's stagnating with this relationship thing. Look, not that not that it matters, but my opinion is that he's not sure on either of you two. Full stop. He is not sure, so he's not going to commit. He's not going to. So be gone. Be gone. He can stay as a friend, whatever, an acquaintance. But nah, it's done. That's my opinion. So yeah, hope that helps. But I think that you have outgrown it, but you're putting it in his hands because you were letting him make the decision when in reality I think this is and has been your decision from the beginning cool hope that helped if you want to know more about what I think just DM me and ask me more questions and of course I'll get back to you cool story number two okay this one's pretty intense and I've got like a lot to say about this one Um, but I think it's really important, this one. I feel it's going to be quite relatable for a lot of people, Not maybe not all the details of it, but bear with me on this one because there's a lot of things that I think a lot of you will be able to take from this, even just parts of the story. So here we go. My story. So I pretty much started dating him when I was 18 slash 19 and he started off like the best thing ever. We spent every day together and just got along like nothing else. Anyway, a month or so in, he kept texting and seeing his ex, said she was in a bad place, that's that's all, and he wanted to look out for her. I believed him and let it happen. And then he would always start comparing us, like he kept pressuring a threesome and would say, well, Jess did it for me, and send me a naked photo of her saying, this is why you should go back to the gym. And yeah, red flags from very early on. But then we would like turn around and say, then he would turn around and say, but you're so much better than her i've never felt this way towards anyone etc cetera, etc cetera. and so i guess i subconsciously always compared myself from then on but always kept trusting him because he was always on my case about trust and how he struggles to trust me because of my past and guys i'd been with and if i would like a guy's insta photo he would message me saying that i wanted to fuck him and i'm planning to cheat like he would even check my snapchat score and if it went up he would make me send a screenshot of it so he would see who I've snapped just crazy but I did it because I felt I like I like loved him so much and like to this day I've never felt that obsessed or in love with someone which is ridiculous because it was so toxic anyway we broke up and got back together and it would be good for a bit and then just went sour again like he hated all my friends hated my parents and vice versa he would call me a slut call my mom an immature bitch Brew up these elaborate fights while I was at work. He was a self-employed PT that didn't go so well, so he had a lot of time on his hands, and say that I have all these issues, but he could help me and that I'm everything to him, blah, blah, blah. Then whilst broken up, he would call me saying that he's about to kill himself because he found out I'd slept with someone when we were broken up. Anyway, after 2.5 years of hell and self-esteem, just the lowest of my life, I finally ended it for good. And then a week or two later he comes over and tells me that he needs to talk to clear his chest because he feels like the worst person and he tells me he's cheated 6 plus times with different girls. So he felt better for getting it off his chest. I never got reasons why or when or anything. He's now dating a new girl with the same name as me and not even a year and not even a year together. They've bought a house and he seems unaffected by the whole ordeal whilst I'm here happily, sort of, in a relationship but still overthinking so many details every single day because it has just ruined me so much and I feel like I'll never have that passion again and I'll never feel good enough because why did I get all that shit for her to get all the good parts of him? Like he's now fully full-time employed, new car, house, etc. I just can't get over it and I'm scared I never will. I hate playing the victim like you taught me but it's just hard not to see it's hard not to when I feel like I definitely was in this case. Oh, Okay, where do I start? Girl, fuck. Number one, you've dodged a fucking bomb on that one. I, look, I'm not a psychiatrist, but this guy screams of sociopath. Screams of sociopath. I'm going to read you some traits of a sociopath. And I'm going to relate it back to things that you have spoken about. And then you're going to start to... Because let's not even talk about his new relationship right now. I'm going to leave that to a little bit later. Right now, we're just going to touch on him. Okay? So, let's see if we can draw some parallels here. A sociopath is charming. They are manipulative. So, here he is using photos of his ex, whatever, to get you to do this. um, Calling you, saying he's going to kill himself because of whatever pathological lying promiscuity and infidelity so he clearly said he was cheating on you multiple times lack of remorse or guilt so for him it was easy for him to say all these things to you and then just go on living his life because he doesn't actually understand true feelings of remorse or guilt callousness lack of empathy Poor behavior controls. So someone with who's a sociopath will have outbursts of rage and then alternate it with loving emotions to create an addictive cycle for the person that they are abusing. So, and then layer on top of all of that, he's clearly showing um, massive traits of retroactive jealousy as well, which is what I spoke about in I think the in the Overcoming Jealousy podcast. This guy is a fucking bad egg, a fucking bad egg. He that's an abusive relationship. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he would compare you to his ex, that he would make you feel shit about your body by showing you photos of the ex, not to mention all the times that he cheated on you, but then he would lift you up just enough to make you feel like he would then say, Oh, but you know, you're better than her. You're this, you're that. Do you know why he's saying that? He's trying to cut you down as far as self esteem goes, but then On another scale, he's trying to build up your image of the importance of him and the relationship and what it has in your life. So he's creating this image for you that he is now indispensable. You cannot replace him. That's what he's created in your mind. All the while by continuing to drag down your self-esteem. So the shitter you feel about yourself, the more you think you need him because you feel worse and then you think he's better than you. So he's doing you a favor by being with you. He's made it out to be like... For him, there's no one like you. There's this, there's that. Meanwhile, displaying all these emotionally abusive behaviours. That's like, he's been, by hating all your friends and your parents, calling your mum, like this guy is cooked in the fucking head. Okay. So as far as we're concerned here, that is the biggest red, like this is toxic, 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 toxic. N- nothing needs to be justified here. You mentioned at the end that it's hard not to feel like a victim when you are the victim. Put it this way, you were the victim when you were in the relationship. You're no longer in the relationship, so you're not the victim anymore. I know it's hard to hear, but stop relating to as if you were still in the relationship. You're not. You yourself said that you're with a beautiful partner right now, which many people would, would dream to be in because they're in horrible relationships. So let's let's just strip it back and take it for what it is when you were in that relationship a hundred percent you were the victim this guy is fucked and to be honest i'm drawing many parallels with what you're talking about him and someone i have dated in the past many parallels um and I, i feel you and it's awful even with how quickly he's moved on and the way like i literally can relate 100 percent the same thing happened to me with a fucking psychopath and within two months he was engaged and a few months later married so it's painful um but you are no longer the victim unless you choose to be if you choose to be that's a different story but as far as the situation is concerned and as far as his ability to make you into the victim that's you're now choosing that that's a choice. so now as far as this new woman is concerned none of your business none of your business you really shouldn't even know this much information and if you do know that information you are either checking up on him which i don't think that's healthy or you've got people around you who are telling you about him again not healthy so you need to tell your circle of friends from now on, there's like a, a, a no speaking about him policy. He's done. He's fucking done. You are not to check up on him ever again because you are literally now trying to rebuild from the trauma he's put you through. And the truth is that there's a very high chance that he is behaving this way towards this woman. It's just expressing it in different in different avenues. The fact that he's got a house and a car, material possessions mean fuck all. Fuck all when it comes to relationships. I don't care about the house. Good on him. Fucking whatever. I don't care about the car. I don't care about the job. There are fucked up people in this world that have cars, houses and jobs and you don't want to be a part of their lives. Those three things mean nothing and the fact that he got them when he's no longer with you, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because you're not in his head. Thank God because he's fucked. So you are literally in the best position you can be and that is nowhere near him. So stop trying to include... He's now new life into your life. You don't know this new girl. You don't know how his head operates because as far as I'm concerned, you're not a, like a sociopath or you're not a fucking lunatic. So you will never truly understand why he did the things he did and how his brain operates. And that's a good thing. Cut him out of your life. She's not getting the good side of him. You're kidding yourself. This is you looking at the relationship with rose-colored glasses. He is fucked and he's always going to be fucked. He is not a nice person. He's not a good person. And if anything, I just, find, I just hope that the woman that he's with now finds this out sooner rather than later and she dodges that bullet too. But that's not your business and it's not your responsibility to go in and change that. Your responsibility is with yourself, so you need to step the fuck away from this downward spiral that you get into every time you check up on him. Of course you're thinking about him and his new girlfriend 50% of the time because you're aware of what they're doing with their lives. You have an active role in their lives by, by checking up on him, by knowing this information, by maybe having other people tell you about him. You need to sever that cord big time. I can guarantee you this one thing. If you keep checking up on him, you will not recover. Guaranteed. Do not expect a different result with the same behaviour. You are hurting only yourself. You shouldn't care if he gets revenge. You shouldn't if, – if you can get revenge on him. You shouldn't care if there's karma. You shouldn't – none of that. None of that. Because every time you think it's so unfair, it's this, it's that, it's your thinking why is it that he's getting this and I'm not getting this – by, by thinking that way, you keep putting all your attention, all your energy, all your power onto him. How much control does this man, are you letting this man have over you? When by the sounds of what you've told me, you've got this beautiful man in your life. So I don't know how what your relationship is at the moment with this new guy. But I can guarantee you that he probably senses that your head's not completely in the game and it's still back in the past with this ex. Do yourself a favor and do this guy, this new man that you're with a favor, a big favor, which you owe him. And that is to cut out any any knowledge, anything of your ex. You need to fucking purge that man out of your life immediately if you want yourself to recover and if you want any chance of having a successful relationship, whether it's with the guy you're with now or with any guy in the future. He can be gone. Please, please, please do this for yourself. Don't start to feel sorry for yourself that he's now with this girl giving her the best of him. The best of him is probably the worst of most people. He sounds like a fucking dog. That's an insult to dogs. He sounds like a scum. All right. He's done. Cool. And again, babe, message me if you want more clarity on anything that I just said. And I'm happy to message you in private about that. But that is like, fuck, man. And I know because I've been in a very, very similar situation to you. The only time you can start moving on is when they are cut completely, severed, 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 severed out of your life. Okay, I think we've got time for one, maybe two more stories. Let's end for one and see how we go. Story number three. So this guy added me on Snapchat and we started talking. I didn't really know how I felt about him attraction-wise, but I kind of just went with it. So within the first few days of talking, he asked me out on a date. The first date went so well and from then on, we started seeing each other every second date. Within the second week of talking and going on dates, he told me that he really liked me. I remember being like, whoa, this is moving so fast. Like, How could he like me this much in such a short time frame? Anyway, the boy was actually amazing. He complimented me all the time and never let me pay for a single thing when we went on dates. He was always so kind and open. He wanted me to meet his parents. At this stage, it was a month in and I had started to catch feelings, so I was open to it. All my friends were like, wow, this is your guy. And they all thought that we would soon start dating. He also really wanted to meet my parents. That's when it all changed. He started acting a bit distant and stopped initiating our dates. I would ask if everything was okay and he just said he had a lot of shit on his mind but he couldn't talk about it. I didn't think too much into it but it continued for quite a few weeks. I eventually got to the stage where I was like what the fuck's going on and I asked if he wanted some space. Considering he was like overly obsessed with me at the start and treated me like a queen I didn't think he would say yes but he did. He didn't talk to me for two weeks and I stupidly messaged him. I was just like is this over blah blah blah. I was so confused by the sudden change. He said he was going through some stuff and that he couldn't talk about it and was sorry for wasting my time. Then we never spoke again. The next day, he went on this beach trip with his mates. He posted so many videos of him laughing and having fun, which made me feel like shit. So to this day, he's the one boy I'm still not over and I'm sitting here thinking, what the fuck happened? This was over a year ago and I've since had things with other boys, but I can't stop thinking about it. Okay, girl, thanks for sending through that story. I feel like this is a really relatable one, especially with the dating scene, how it is now, and with meeting people online now, relationships, they're either, I feel like they're kind of one or the other at the moment. It's either like things start explosively with the bang, you're so into someone and it just goes on like fire, or you, know, you meet someone online and they're like, half-assed because they're engaging with you, they're messaging you, but then you don't know how many other people they're messaging on the side and nothing really eventuates from that. So it's like it's different to -to face-to-face interaction because the moment you stop interacting with them, who knows how many other people they're interacting with or how many people you're interacting with. So it's a little bit blurred. So I find that I'm speaking to a lot of people that seem to, when they do get into a relationship, it starts with like this passion or fury, you know, like it just goes at 100%. This guy I just feel based on what you told me, let, let's look at the beach thing to start with. He checked out a long time ago. I can't speak for his character, but one thing I can say is that he's a coward. That's for sure. So he's probably lovely, he's probably whatever, I don't know. I'm not going to stand here and criticize him, but the dude's a coward because if he's not talking to you properly for a few weeks, something changed. More likely in his head than it did based on something you did. Um, it's more often than not, most of the time, there's something going on in his life. And it sucks that you don't have that closure, but that's just reality. But as far as the beach thing goes, he checked out ages ago. So it looks like he's moved on really quickly, but he actually wasn't in the... 100% for weeks based on what, based on that story that you were telling me, how he was being a bit distant for weeks. And then there was those two weeks where you gave him space. Then you messaged him. So all that time, he's now decided I'm not getting back with her. For whatever reason, he's made that decision. The reason I say he's a coward is because he's there stringing you along, just hoping that maybe you'll make the call, which you ended up having to in a way because you had to kind of call him on it and say, look, mate, like – what is happening because it's obviously extremely confusing. So you did the right thing. So I know you said stupid me. I messaged him. Fuck no. Congratulations for messaging him because the result isn't what you wanted, but what would you have rathered him string you along for another? You know, I used to think that as well. Do you know what? Like for me, when I would like a guy and I mean looking back now, I knew for sure that the guy didn't really like me back. He was just kind of wanted a casual thing, but I – would never be able to say, listen, I really like you. Can I date you? Because I was like, oh no, I don't want to pressure him. and That was the excuse I used, but it's not about that. The reality is I was too scared to hear the truth because I was worried that he didn't like me the way I liked him. And if I asked him, then he would, and if he said no, then I would lose even the opportunity to see him casually. That's where you need to not put yourself down about you did 100% the right thing you did what I wish I would have done years ago when I would find myself in those situations but I'd let it string along for a lot longer so what you did there was perfect um outcome sucks because you obviously had a really good time at the beginning of the relationship but again you're never really going to know the reason why he ended it and Now what's really messing you up because it's been a while and you've seen other people is the fact that you didn't get closure and it's this whole concept. I do speak about closure quite a bit but the guy not only was a coward and he kind of made you bring it up and make you make him end it but he didn't give you a proper reason other than there's a lot going on in my head or there's a lot going on in my life. That's the reason he gave you. Unfortunately... Even when an answer is not satisfying, when someone gives you information, especially when it's in regards to a breakup, you have to take it for face value. You have to because even if the breakup is due to something that you did, hypothetically, let's say that you just acted like a fucking idiot one day and he thought, "Nah, don't want to be with her anymore, whatever. Even if that's the case, if he hasn't told you that, you can't presume that. So all you can run with, if he's not going to tell you anything else, and I don't, I don't recommend you hit him up for an answer because it's not necessary. So you can only go with what he's given you. And what he's given you is that he's got too much going on in his head and whatever. Well, that's for fucking sure. You do, mate. You've got too much going on in your head that you didn't have the fucking manpower to be able to say, listen, I'm going to be straight up with you and this is how I feel. You know, there's nothing more that I respect in a person than honesty. And while you might not be thrilled with the answer, fuck, it's a breath of fresh air. And he doesn't have that, unfortunately. So it was easy for him to go to the beach the next day and be like, ha, 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 having a great time. Because, babe, unfortunately, he checked out a long time ago, but he just doesn't have the balls to tell you. Um, So what's ruining your time now is the fact that you're looking for closure and you need to not look for closure you need to be the cause of your own closure because the the truth is you, you're never going to get a proper reason out of him because he probably doesn't even know the, the full reason he just started feeling different started feeling funny he was overwhelmed with whatever There's, it's never going to be satisfying enough because obviously the reason that he's given you isn't you know not really an in-depth reason so I reckon that with with this dude you have to find a way to realize that you don't need a reason or an answer from him that's the whole thing when people talk about the one that got away often it's because there was something that was left unsaid or something that was left undone but you can be the decider of that you can decide if something was left unsaid or if no thanks mate you gave me everything I needed to know you are not the partner that I want in my life you don't have balls you can't you know man up to the table when when the chips are down, or you can't be honest enough and be like, hey, look, this is the fucking situation. You get all weird and funny. It took you two weeks for you to even say that you needed like a two week break. So, thank you very much. I have all the information I need. Au revoir. You know what I mean? So, you can decide if you've got enough information or if you don't. And you do yourself a massive favor by consciously making the decision that you do have enough information to close that chapter. And that information is you don't tick the boxes to be the perfect partner for me. So that is all the information I need. I don't need to know the ins and outs of your brain. I don't need to know the ins and outs of your reason why you didn't want to take this further with me. It is evident to me that you are just not up to par with someone that I would want to be with. Because as far as I'm concerned, personally, me, speaking for myself, someone that flakes out for two weeks and can't talk to me, no, 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 no. Bye. There were no major dramas and that's how he reacts. Imagine when something serious happens. He did you a favor. I'm sure he's lovely, but goodbye. Thank you. Next. So don't feel shit about yourself. And you you start feeling better about him and about the situation when you yourself close that chapter and say, nah, I'm the fucking queen of this situation. Bye, Felicia. Okay? Awesome. I think we've got time for one more story. Story number four. I have been with my boyfriend for 3.5 years and it's my first serious relationship. We've been dating since I was 17 and for the past year I've been feeling that I no longer have room to grow in the relationship. He's a great person but I feel like I'm realising how different we are as people and that he is proud of what I achieve but he doesn't help push me to be the best version of myself. On two or more occasions I've become disengaged with the relationship which he has sensed and he puts in heaps of effort to get us back to a good place. However, I keep feeling myself losing interest and in becoming disengaged. It's like a cycle where he p- puts in the effort and then I become confused as to what I want because I drift and then we get really close again. I love him so much, but he is emotionally dependent on me and I'm scared to let go in case I hurt him. More so so he can more so he can be a little bit manipula- manipulative in the sense that in the past when I've mentioned I want to end things, he has convinced me that things are fine and that we should stay together. He's been the most loyal person ever. And is the best human, but I'm ready to grow as an individual. But I'm scared to let go for myself in case I regret it and for him. I am a very indecisive person, and even though I'm usually in touch with my emotions, I'm finding it so difficult to be selfish and do what I want. Do you have any advice on letting go in the context that this isn't so much a toxic relationship? After listening to the research, You read about making decisions. I realize that I've been sitting on this too long and now I'm just in a sticky place and I don't know what I want now or what is right for me. Just to add to that, I'm not able to do a lot of things by myself. He needs me to hold his hand to do everything. For example, hairdressers, going to the shops. I'm studying occupational therapy and have brought up anxiety with him and have offered to support him to reach out for help. But he doesn't believe that it's an issue, but it affects me a lot. Okay. Okay. This one is really hard. I totally understand because from what you've told me, like you said, it's not a toxic relationship and it does sound like a really good person. Um, one thing that I am going to say though and just pull you up on is you say, I'm finding it so difficult to be selfish and do what I want. You're not being selfish. So regardless of the decision that you decide to make in this scenario, whether you choose to stay or whether you choose to leave you're not being selfish serving your highest self you're doing what you need to do this is part of who you are as a person don't don't look at it as a negative thing to put yourself first and don't look at it as selfish in the way that we as a society deem the word selfish to mean so I feel that you love him based on what you've told me but you're not in love with him. And I feel that what makes it really hard is the fact that he's also so dependent. Put it this way, I'm going to ask you a few questions and you just answer them in your mind to see how you would react. Would you feel so bad to break up with him if everything was the same except the fact that he wasn't so dependent on you? So imagine that the relationship was the same but he was a little bit more independent so you knew that if you broke up with him, While he would be sad, he wouldn't take it so terribly and he wouldn't feel so kind of exposed and helpless because you're not there. So imagine that he was a bit more independent, didn't need you to hold his hands for a bunch of things. Would you feel more capable of breaking off the relationship if you thought that he had the tools to deal with it in a healthy manner? So think about that because if it's a yes – then I think that is a clear indication that you don't want to continue this further. Also, you've got to keep in mind that you you're you started dating when you were 17 and you've been with him for three and a half years. Babe, you're so young. Not too young to have a relationship, fuck no, but you're so young in the scheme of life and if you feel that you've kind of done your maximum growth already at 20, you've got another thing coming. because This decade that you're you've just embarked on, is going to be the most formative decade as far as, as far as learning who you are, so you can go all out and go nuts with your experiences. To think, fuck it, I'm going to capitalize this decade by doing whether it whatever you it is that you want to do, but whether it be working and all these different things, and or studying this, or traveling, or just going backpacking to all these places, whatever adventure that it is that you want to do with your life, from where you are right now to when you turn thirty, wild ride ahead of you. So if you already feel that your paths are diverging at this point, then it's likely that they're going to keep heading in separate directions. And you said that, you know, that he's proud of you, but he doesn't help push you to be the best version of yourself. That to me shows that you are ready to take, to take these leaps in your life to do things because you're saying that you want this support, you want to be pushed which to me tells me you want to push yourself. You're using him as an excuse, but you want to have the strength to push yourself and propel yourself forward and do things. So the questions you need to ask yourself is, is he the one to go on this journey with you? Put the fact that you feel sorry for him aside. If you didn't pity him because you, if you didn't think that, you know, like – that's great that he's loyal but I presume that you're also loyal so you can't just be with someone because they're loyal people should be loyal that should be the base if someone's not loyal they're cooked but that should be the base level it's great that he's loyal but I I'm sure you have been loyal too and I'm sure you, you sound like you had a good relationship he obviously wants to make it work because it sounds like it was a good relationship but you need to ask yourself those questions you know what I mean babe it's like if he wasn't so dependent on you would, you, would you be more inclined to end the relationship? And when it is that you want him to push you to do these things, is it because you want that inner strength to do it for yourself and push yourself to go further in whatever it is that you want to go further in? Kind of pause and think. And then another thing to think about. If you were not in the relationship, where would your life journey take you? Where do you think you would go from here? versus if you decide to stay in the relationship where do you think realistically it would go from here because one thing that's going to be a struggle is ultimately this is the hard thing if you choose to stay with him you've got to be okay with the fact that if he's made the decision at least for now at this point that you said you say um you've brought up anxiety with him and offered to support him to reach out for help but he doesn't believe it's an issue and that it affects you. So if he's not acknowledging that it's an issue, he's not going to seek help. And if he seeks help, it's only to quieten you, and you kind of seeking help for him. It's only just to shut that up for a little bit, temporarily. But he won't change unless he can acknowledge that it's something that needs to be changed. So if you do choose to stay with him, you then can't resent him for that. That's just a journey that he's going on and it's going to make the the journey very hard for you if you are resenting him on something that's just him at the moment. So if he can't turn around and say, you know what, you're right. I've got massive issues and I need to work through this anxiety, through my dependency on you, all these things. That's a different story and I feel that if he's open to grow, well then there is an avenue of possibilities for your relationship. But where it's at right now He's not going to start to change or grow until he can acknowledge that having anxiety to that extent where he needs your assistance with a lot of things, until he can acknowledge that that's is an issue. Or at least, at the very least, that it's an issue for you. So think about those things, let it sit. And like I, like I say in my take a leap of faith thing, and like you mentioned, You can't let it sit for too long. I want you to take those three questions that I've asked you and I want you to sit on those three questions for maximum, maximum two days. And then you need to make a decision. And just make the fucking decision because you are so fucking fresh and young that no matter what decision you make, guaranteed you can make the most of it. So don't stress. It's okay. But you're not being selfish no matter which avenue you take. Whether you leave or whether you stay, don't put yourself down and think that it's a mean thing to do or it's a selfish thing to do. You have to do what's right for you and you have to put yourself as a priority here. Awesome. Okay, those are the four stories. Guys, I actually really enjoyed doing this. I personally related to quite a few scenarios as well, um, which is pretty intense. Now, for you guys that I didn't, mention your story and I said I dm'd you back being like yes I'm going to mention this in the podcast and I didn't I will be putting it in either the next podcast or maybe the one after I might do another podcast on a different topic and maybe every second podcast to listen a story, something like that um please if you don't already follow me on instagram it's alexis predes and please share the um podcast on your instagram or instagram story Um, It means so much when you guys do that so I can reach more people. And um, yes, of course, rate, review. The podcast is on Apple. Send it to your friends. If this story reminds you of something that your friend is going through and you think it could be helpful, send it to them as well. Thank you so much for your support. I really, really appreciate it. I love, love hearing your messages when you listen to the podcast and then send me a message on Instagram about it. I really do appreciate it and I love it all so much. So don't ever think that I take it for granted. Um, Amazing. Well, be kind to yourselves and your brains, everyone, and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Danke.